Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. Okay, we have lots to talk about today. Today's the topic is called Destiny Factors and Life, a good topic to record as we talk about free will choice and whether it exists or not on my opinion, and also want to remind you about the Super Bowl today, and like I said, I was want to wish my mom and dad, Fred Malaris and Beatrice Malaris, a happy 50th golden wedding anniversary this weekend, so I'm very excited about that. Can you imagine lasting 50 years in marriage? I, I like to last 50 days in a relationship, right? Some of, the, some of these folks, right, they've lasted 50 long years, so I salute them. And this show is dedicated in their honor. And happy birthday to my mother, too, on Monday. Isn't it funny? Dad married Mom a day before the birthday. And that way, it's always a big event around this time of the year. Everybody's going, all right. But after 50 years of marriage, it's a major event, major. And there's a lot of people actually here visiting my folks on their 50th anniversary. I understand a whole bunch of people came in to say hello. So I want to salute anybody that's in town listening to this show maybe for the first time, friends of mine from St. Louis or whatever. Anyway, a couple things I want to talk to you about. I'm going to give the Super Bowl prediction coming up, the rearranged, the revamped, the intensely studied and researched Super Bowl prediction for the game, finally, (laughs) revamped, coming to you. All right, now for the Super Bowl prediction. Well, I have really been going berserk figuring this out. This guy, Jerry Rice, got hurt. He has an ankle injury. And that was in the chart for him to have a problem there. And I don't think he's going to be up to full power. That's number one. Number two, this is a Mercury Retrograde Super Bowl. That's right. And you'll remember the World Series was a Mercury Retrograde Series and the underdog won. A lot of people were surprised and shocked when the Dodgers beat the Mets and Oakland to be the world champions. Now, another thing you must remember is that the Cincinnati Bengals have a record of, I believe it's either 14 and 2 or 13 and 3. I think it's 14 and 2. They've only lost two or three games this year, whereas the 49ers are 12 and 6. And one wonders why a team that would lose six games in the year would be such a strong seven point underdog, especially during a Mercury retrograde Super Bowl. Now, during New Year's, I did give you the Cincinnati Bengals as the Super Bowl champions, and then I reneged on that the other day. And then I forgot that Mercury was retrograde for this game. So in review of the Super Bowl, uh, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that if you were a betting person, and if I were a betting person, I would take the points. I think seven points is too many points for this Super Bowl, and the 49ers may win, but I do believe that the Cincinnati Bengals will beat the spread. And I'm 96-22 and in sports predictions, 96 wins and 22 losses. So we will go with the Bengals and the points. If you're a 49ers fan, I'm sorry. You might still win the game, but I don't think you'll win the spread. And that's because Mercury's retrograde. The Bengals could win this game straight up. Very close, exciting game on this Leo Moon Sunday Mercury retrograde. So there's my Super Bowl choice. The Bengals plus seven. Okay, (laughs) I'm not going to renege anymore. That's the choice. Now, let's take a look at this topic here. And we do have a couple lines open. And and like I say, please give us a call and fill those lines now, because if you try and get in later, 
You'll, we'll have difficult getting you on the air. You'll be one of those people I'll be saying goodbye to. Now, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking about life lately, more than anything. I think when you turn 40, when you approach 40, that life becomes, for some reason, a little bit more serious. You get one step closer to the grave, right? <laughs> you get one step closer to trying to fulfill whatever you're trying to do in life. And very oftentimes, in a metaphysical sense, I take a look at all things in the universe that run in sequence cycles, which means, in a way, there actually is no past, present, or future. It's almost like everything is going simultaneous. Very, very heavy philosophy, but in this way, it's almost like if you wanted to regress yourself, you could actually plug into a point in what we would call now a past life, because we are all referring from this time segment, right, 1989, 1990 area. So, but what I'm telling you is that I believe that the way that the universe is constructed, that everything is constantly going on in a sequential cycle, and that it's being repeated over and over again forever. It seems like it's totally repetition. And I actually, you know, many times when I look at this life on Earth, I hate to tell you this, but sometimes I feel like, that's right, this is a recording. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people might hear that and go, no way, Farley, this is original, it's new, there's no way this is a recording. But you got to think about something. We're dealing with eternity here. We're dealing with hundreds of millions of years, from our point of view, of incredible creative possibilities. And what we're experiencing here on Earth could have been something that has happened a long time ago, and we just happen to be in a position when we are plugging into this particular time frame. Now, a lot of people don't like to hear that because they like to think that this happened a long time ago, it was originated, there was a newness, there was a beginning, and that we all have free will choice, and that we're all busy making these choices that are affecting our lives. And metaphysically, sometimes that doesn't hold with me. I actually look at the universe, at the planetary setups, as the planetary locations, as they travel through space, like a huge audio-video holographic projecting machine. It's amazing that you could take this universe and actually say that life in this universe is almost like film. Now, this is one major hypothetical controversial topic. And I don't expect anyone, if anyone, to agree with me. This show is based on open-mindedness and the search for further truth. So I always deliver food for thought. That's what my job is, to get you, the public, the listeners, to think. So if you have questions or comments about this topic, I welcome them. But anyway... I'm not saying that there isn't any free will choice, but what I have been pondering as of late is the possibility that the multidimensional mind, okay, the multidimensional self, are the fact that we as humans are only a small portion of the total consciousness which our soul can truly represent, that we are literally dwarfed by the knowledge, by the power, and by the essence of wisdom that exists in our consciousness. What I'm trying to tell you is I literally believe that if this is not a recording, and if this is not something that has been repeated over and over again throughout time, it's almost like somebody can press a button on some cosmic metaphysical computer, and boom, out comes the Earth civilization existence, or whatever. Or that the Earth civilization is something that has always existed, and always will exist, because all things are typically and truly eternal in my belief system. Now. What we're also talking about here is we're talking about if, in fact, this is a new situation and it is not a recording, even though many metaphysicians believe 
that all lifetimes are going on at once and that all time frames are going on in different dimensions of consciousness, which may be heavy for you to ponder, but something to think about that all time frames are going on simultaneously at different levels of consciousness, different dimensions of thought. That's one philosophy, but the other one would be that if this is typically truly new or a first time, and if we really truly are subject to choices, what many people like to call free will choice, or like to believe that we are in control of directing our lives and responsible for the choices we make, which a lot of people will believe, you know, in our first grade, sometimes consciousness belief, our primitive beliefs, we like to believe we do have control, that our conscious mind and our physical bodies are in control. If you consider the multidimensional mind for a moment and consider that you have big brothers and big sisters up there in, in your mind, in extended parts of your own self, just like the intuitive mind, which is a part of you that guides you through intuition, and the dream state, which is a part of your mind that guides you through dreams, and the higher mind, or the superconscious mind, either one of those terms, which is supposedly a part of us that is really the rest of the iceberg. If we as the human body are the tip of the iceberg, the superconscious mind or the higher self would be like the mass of consciousness that is not visible here on Earth. That's why each and every one of us is a monolith of light and love and power and essence from this superconscious mind that we are anchored to. Now, what I have learned. What I have learned is that the superconscious mind in cohesion with the intuitive mind and the dream consciousness self is constantly feeding information and data and advice and intuition and suggestions to the physical mind. You notice that a lot of people, when they do take advantage of what we call free will choice, that they go on gut feelings. You know, oftentimes they go on, well, what do I feel? Farley, do you want to go to Acapulco this weekend? Well, hmm, let me think about it. When you think about it, when you're making a choice, what is going on mechanically in your mind? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. You are trying very hard to have a relationship with the other part of your multidimensional self, right? And get advice and counsel from higher levels of consciousness attached to your own being. Whether you call it spirit guides or higher self or intuitive mind or whatever, the point is, is that you are really, most people do not make choices bing, bang, boom, just like that. Most people ponder choices and usually go on vibes, vibrations, or what they put together in their mind is the proper decision. So one really ponders, the deeper the thinker you are or the more intuitive you are, right, that if you are really making these choices yourself or... Are you really getting a tremendous amount of assistance from the other parts of your mind? And because your intuitive mind and your higher self are so wise, then where's the free will choice? Because they would obviously give you the choice that you would need to make to evolve to your highest karmic good. Now, oftentimes, these choices that we talk about, if not all the time, are brought on into our lives through a sequence of experiences that are often triggered by energy vibrations that we receive from the planetary movements. See, so astrology fits in here very strongly because if the moon goes into Leo with Sun already in Aquarius and Mars already in Taurus and you have a planet early in Leo at zero degrees or Taurus or Scorpio or Aquarius at zero degrees, then your chart is going to get triggered 
by the moon in Leo, by the sun, and this will be tomorrow, by the way, by the sun in Aquarius, and by Mars in Taurus, your chart will be triggered in a square, a T-square, an opposition, or a grand square, or a grand cross that could create a major experience in your life that requires a major decision. See how it works? So the astrological movement of the planets literally impel us and compel us both to be forced to take action to create our life path. And then we are subject to focusing on knowledge in our conscious mind, in our brain, maybe information or vibrations coming from the intuition or the intuitive mind part of us, and the big brother or the big sister that lives all around us in our aura and beyond, actually anchored in another dimension, totally the higher self, the superconscious mind. And by putting all those together, that's how we make choices. So the question is, do we really make our own choices or did this higher mind, this higher self, the superconscious mind, which is truly our soul, really make all the choices for us prior to this lifetime because the soul is so powerful and so aware and so wise, could it not figure out all the possible tangible possibilities that an individual could go through during an entire life cycle? You know, I was pondering so many strange things today before I got to the station, like death and suicide, for example. Like, we kind of metaphysically condemn people if they commit suicide, right? A lot of times metaphysicians will say, oh, they're going to end up in limbo, or oh, they're going to end up in a different planetary location, a hellacious state, or, or they'll be trapped. They'll be trapped in limbo or not be able to reincarnate as a human anymore, and all this strange punishment that is laid out to people that commit suicide. But in a way, if you think of this destiny factor concerning life, and the fact that the higher mind in cohesion with the intuitive mind and the conscious mind and the dream self may be setting everything up in a destiny factor. And a lot of people will argue about that with me and say, Farley, no, there is free will choice. Everything is not destined. But you know, in our primitive states of consciousness, maybe that's just a part of us that likes to think that we have control. But in another kind of way, because I do believe the universe is perfect and because I do believe that everything does happen for a perfect, very powerful, important reason, everything, and because I don't believe you should live your life with guilt or regrets or obsession or selfishness or remorse, I also have come to the point in my thinking that a lot of things, including death, may be predestined by our higher self, or at least there is an addition to our life. You know, like let's say the higher self would pass on the choice, well, okay, go ahead and drink coffee, go ahead and eat high cholesterol foods, make the choice, go ahead and eat a lot of sugar, Go ahead and load up on the stress. You know, in other words, the higher self is helping direct this karmic state, right? Which may lead us down the road to a cardiac arrest or a heart attack with a bypass surgery or more. And this would be the lesson that would be perfectly laid out in cohesion with the multidimensional self, which would set up this particular destiny for us to experience. Now, let me give you another example here. I do believe that some people are not in control of their conscious minds, right? And some people, for that reason, do not have good communication with multidimensional parts of their selves. Now, if that's true, and people are too intoxicated to have their chakras clear enough acting as transmitters to receive this information, then some of the information that would come through from the intuitive mind and the higher self would not be so predestined. This way, this is like you're all alone. If you're a drunk or a drug addict or an alcoholic and you like to get blown out once in a while on freebase or whatever, then you would lose control. So you would lose touch 
with this clarity, with this higher part of yourself, which would guide you in proper decisions, and that would throw you down a path of making some horrible decisions that could create a negative karma, right? This is under the philosophy that everything is not predestined, of course. You know, if everything really isn't predestined and this isn't a recording and we do have some control, then what I would believe is I would believe that those that truly have the free choice, that do not have any interference at all from their multidimensional self, would also be people of a drunken, intoxicated lifestyle. And that is why this issue of Pisces and Aquarius, the age of Pisces, which is an age of illusion, delusion, alcoholism, drug addiction, and altered states of consciousness, is giving way to the age of Aquarius, the new vibration we are now subjected to, which is an age of clarity and sobriety and higher consciousness, higher intellect, higher awareness, and much more communion with the higher self, right? And the higher mind and the intuitive mind. You put this all together, folks, and the more sober and the more clear this planet is, the more we are able to make communion with higher parts of ourselves, then the better choices we will all make, the safer and the happier we should all get along, and the more balance and the more peace we should have as a result on this planet. So if you want to know what's going on on this planet with the big alcohol industry on this planet, beer, you know, watch the Super Bowl to see how many beer commercials you watch, right? Just to get an idea how many people are out there getting wasted for the game, right? And no idea how big the cocaine industry is, maybe trillions of dollars, marijuana industry. And what about legal drugs and all the doctors prescribing all these pharmaceuticals? A lot of people out there are just stoned out. No wonder their lives are either on hold or a mess or they're in trauma, in a trauma state. Because things that are destined to happen for their higher good are not being allowed to happen because they are getting that free choice and the choice they are making is not sound. It is not good and it is not pleasant or comfortable for their personal lifestyle. Now, this, is, you know, this is a very, very heavy, heavy topic. And, you know, of course, as human beings, we can only ponder some of the answers and some of the mystiques of the universe. That's what this show is all about for five years. The glory and the wonder of the Astrology Hour is typically for us to open your mind and to dump all kinds of food for thought into it so you can ponder these issues of philosophically speaking Maybe you can come up with an answer and perhaps share it with us. Because to me, I'm very Spock-like in many ways. It makes logical, perfect sense that a sober, clear planet is going to be at peace and more balance, more comfort, more ease, more communion, more harmony, and more family of man, whereas a drunk, stoned, intoxicated planet is going to lose this contact with the higher self and some of the prearranged destiny factors that could guide us into light and love and throw us into a negative karma state which creates all the pain, because karma, negative karma, negative energy does manifest pain. Heavy topic, huh? And you love it, don't you? Okay, two ladies here to see you, and they can come on in and bring them in. We have an audience today, so so we have a couple guests coming. Okay, anyway, (laughs) and like I say, if you have a comment on the topic, whether you're calling for yourself or not, I'd appreciate your comments, because oftentimes, the more sober I am, of course, I definitely find a clarity, and I definitely find help from my higher self, and I like the destiny factors. I do like the fact that I'm being guided from guides, from higher self, from intuitive mind, and also in such a way that that I do feel more comfortable, more at ease from the advice I'm getting, more than getting advice from humans, which is good, because a lot of people that are in a total state of clarity 
obviously are plugged into this transmitter with clear chakras to their higher self. And if you can't get through to the higher self to prearrange some of these pleasant destiny factors, that's why you go to psychics and astrologers so they can help guide you as to what's going on too. This topic is wonderful. I'll tell you why. Because I believe the secret to life is to have a communion with your higher self. And if you don't have a communion with your higher self, you're going to blow it. You want to know why people commit suicide, and you want to know why people's lives are cut short premature sometimes. You know what? I think the higher self gets so upset that everything has been put off and postponed so horribly that it just goes, forget it. You know, cancel. Cancel the order. Boom. It's gone. I feel bad when people commit suicide, but I want you to know something. In my heart, I feel that all death, all death, everything, is set up by the higher self, every bit of it, which means that if you live your life wrong, then your death and your end could be a little bit more suffering than the rest. If you do a good job and take care of your body and you're alert and you're safe and you're a good soul and you treat people the way you want to be treated, then when your end comes, just like my grandmother Bertha, in her sleep. You know, my friend Ray Piggott, he just dropped. My cousin Aki Berger, he just went. My friend Ken Wagner, he just went. It's just like you just leave. There's ways to die where you just go. You don't suffer, you just go. And the higher self sets that up. If you are blowing it so bad, yeah, I don't think there's a penalty for suicide. But I really do think that these people are so anxiety-stricken and that they just don't know how to turn it around. They don't know the correct answer. They don't know how to find the light of their higher self. And something impels them to do it, to just take their lives. I don't believe Marilyn Monroe committed suicide. I believe that she was killed. That's my opinion. And I don't believe that maybe Janis Joplin did, maybe Elvis did. Notice a lot of these people, Hendrix, Mama Cass, drug-related death, suicide. Notice how foggy these people's lives are. Howard Hughes, you get to a point where there's no communion with the higher self or the intuitive mind, and you lose control, and that's when the only message you get from the higher self and the intuitive mind is to cancel, get out, that's it, it's over. Then the rest of us are left behind going, what happened? Why did they take their life? It is our job to help people make communion with the higher self, the intuitive mind, to get in touch with the predestined factors. I'll tell you why. Because if you can make a relationship with your higher self, if you can form a communion with your higher mind, then you're going to plug in to what you were supposed to do in this lifetime to evolve to your highest good. You're going to plug into all those proper choices that will help you absolve karma, allow you to have a comfortable death and a healthy life, and allow you to be happier in your next lifetime because there are predestined factors that are good. And when you get into the higher self, you'll say, okay, Farley, this is what you got to do next. And I'll go, go for it. If I'm stoned, if I'm drunk, my higher self's going to go, Farley, I can't get through to you. We're going to have to get you sick again. You're going to have to puke again. Maybe you'll black out. We're not getting through here. want to let you know we're going to cancel this order if you don't do it, which you're supposed to do. So, you know, just consider this stuff. When it comes to free will choice, I think a lot of people that make free will choice are the ones that are in trouble. But when you plug into the predestined factors of your higher self, then it, it's Disneyland time. Now, I hope you don't yell at me for that topic, but you know I am a pretty much of a rogue priest when it comes to, to philosophies on this show. So what the heck. 